Could it be hard times that strain my mind With situations that created complications in my life Like my father's past decisions and drug addictions On my mother's death, I love your mom, what's next? I've already been put to the test And I wanna let you both know that I forgive you But I can't be concerned with negative Yo, yo, yo! What's poppin', what's up? What's up, dude? We're back in a minute another episode that's it don't it's, ask me what number but i think it's 12 i think it's 12 because I, I, I posted 10 i posted I 10 today nine i posted well 10 is scheduled okay there you go so i'm gonna i'm actually gonna post it tomorrow i didn't realize it was that far behind so we got to sit down so yeah, i don't we'll have to on that. i don't have to do that shit um yeah so what's what's going on man How, how's it been what did you do this weekend this weekend uh man Thinking about it, it's kind of hard to even remember. <laughs> Do you work? I Saturday I worked. Sunday uh, spent time with my girl. Oh, I checked out the new uh, Spider-Man movie. Okay. Uh, Good. Spider. Oh, I liked it a lot. Okay. I've always been a fan of you know just Spider-Man and you know and uh, Marvel and kind of like nerd culture. So yeah, you do that with your lady. Yeah, yeah, we went and saw it together. Uh-huh. She accepts me for being a nerd, so that's cool, man. I love her. You you want to go to Lake this weekend, Sunday? I would, but I'm gonna be in a uh, SneakerCon Chicago. Oh, that's right. That's right. SneakerCon Schaumburg. Uh, we in this this weekend or is it a two day event? Two day, yeah. Okay, so it's good. It's gonna be a Saturday and Sunday first two day event. In all a while. Year. Okay, yeah, really? All year. Oh, so awesome. They've all been one show, so this Chicago. is kind of like summertime's here. You know, our, effect. Our product get there. You didn't screw that up, did you? Hey, and. Luckily, I'm not in charge of that anymore. We got our supply chain manager uh, taking care of that, uh, and it's been there for like a week. Yeah. Okay. Good. Products yeah. there. Yeah. Better. Uh, better make, safe than sorry. Yeah. Make Fuck sure I'll, I'll make sure it gets uh, scheduled to be delivered for Friday. So. And, and you're going with Nick. Has Nick ever even done a show? Never done a show. Okay. Once in his life. Good thing he's a hard ass worker. Oh, he's a great worker. Yeah. yeah. So he's gonna be good. He knows the product. He knows the brand. Uh, he knows the culture, so it's going to be dope. Is Fran having him take a camera or anything, too, or no? Uh, I'm not sure if he's essentially uh, taking a camera, but he's taking uh, the social media phone okay. to essentially take, take photos, some photos. Take awesome. create content. Uh, if you don't know who Nick is, he's our photographer here at Rejuvenator, a super dope photographer at that. So, yep. yeah, it's going to be a good, some good vibes out there. Does that influencer manager as well. Yeah, uh, hopefully yeah. Uh, he, he uh, creates some new influencers. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's, it's yeah, going to be good. Nick's awesome. Nick's a good, good dude, okay. so. The what? Expensive cargo. Expensive cargo. What's that? Who's that? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that's uh, on Nick's plate as well. I got enough responsibilities being the show manager. So he's so they're gonna take those back to him and yeah, yeah, Jake, capture uh, Jake collector from Chicago. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if what he's doing. I think it was just a, a long time project that Vic's worked on his YouTube yeah, channel. Yeah, he, he restored them, so he's yeah. just taking them back. Yeah, finally taking them back yeah. after what like six months. It's okay. We told. <laughs> yeah. Have you had him two years? Yeah. Vic's, Vic's talking to us from the background. Yeah. Two years. That's a long time, but no, whatever. Like a year. So a year. Yeah. Two years ago, we went. Yeah, yeah. Got you. Okay. Now back, so. Question, I guess, is are they worth more than they were a year ago, or is it about the same? Uh, more? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Awesome. And I wonder if he's going to try to send us back with some more. He's like, all right, well, now I got these platforms. He might. That's fine. Take, take, take bring, bring some heat back. Gives us some content to create. For sure. Yeah, so uh, SneakerCon Chicago with Nick this uh, this coming weekend. You're about to hit the lake. Uh, what else you got planned this weekend? Yeah, I mean, uh, Sunday I think I'm going to go to the lake. Saturday I'll be, you know, my wife's working, so I'll be hanging with Paige all day. 
Um, we might do something Saturday night because Akil's girlfriend's page, it's her birthday, so they want to do some. Are they back yet? Or when no, they come no, back? no. They, they come back Saturday, and they want to go out Saturday night, which I don't I don't know if it's a girl's thing or if it's supposed to be everybody. Um, but she wants to do, like, midnight bingo at the casino. Um, and then Katie actually leaves town for another week because I'm leaving town Tuesday to go on my EO retreat. Yep. So she's going to go back to New Mexico and do some more tattoos, work, and visit her mom. Nice. Um, so she leaves Sunday. So Sunday I'll go to the lake, and, uh, yeah, it'll be fun. Keel's going to be out there with you? I haven't, I haven't even asked to kill just because he's – in Puerto Rico. In Puerto Rico, doing yeah. his thing, and I don't know when he gets his daughter back. So we'll see. I'll, I'll ask him, though. Yeah. I think my buddy Scott might come up as well. And then I asked a couple of EO guys if they wanted to go. So Anyone else from the business? I know you also put a slack out to the company. No, nobody ever go. wants to go, bro. I don't know. Hey, whatever. intimidating, man. I'll keep asking, but at some point sure, I'll yeah. stop asking. I, yeah. I've been on there. Keep asking. I'll definitely get back on there with you. Yeah, no. Nah. Get that wakeboard and uh, kill myself. I think last time what it was is because, like, I had shoulder surgery. Yeah, so, that's... like, I kind of felt the tug on my shoulder, and I just, I gave up. Yeah. I was like, oh, no, no. I was like, I don't want to, like, risk it, pull pull out of place or tweak my shoulder. Your shoulder's better now, though? I mean, I've been in the gym. You should, well, you should look, stronger, you should look into uh, peptides for that. What is that? What explain So, that peptides is, I mean, it's kind of a hormone replacement therapy thing, but, it, but it's basically the peptides are going to help you heal much faster. Is so it a shot? Yeah, it's a shot. Oh, no, no, no. I don't do needles, man. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, you I, won't be able to do if that. I, is it something that someone administers, administers to you? No, you like, do it yourself. But oh, it's not. Yeah, I can't it's, do it, bro. It's a tiny insulin needle. That's like telling me you want me to cut myself. It's like a tiny insulin needle. Uh, yeah, I don't do needles. Subcutaneous. You know yeah. yeah. If Maybe if, like, the doctor was going to do it for me. Yeah, no. It's it's every day. So it's, I think it's five oh, days a week. A, a shot five days? Yeah. That's how I got my shoulder better. Man. My shoulder was terrible until I did that, and it just and in five heals. days it was better. No, 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 no. It took it took about forty five days, but it plus therapy kind of or like no, no. Ther- well, therapy. just working out, no therapy, just taking it easy. But yeah, no, it totally it helped me because I I was like I'm not going to be able to work out forever, and once I started doing that, it started to progress. So, it so definitely you were doing worked. it yourself. Yeah. And then where were you shooting it up at? I well, <laughs> I was like heroin and shit. I tiny. I was just doing it in my stomach. At first, but after talking to Shane, he did the same thing, but he, like, double-dosed, and he did it right in shoulder, so I started doing it right in my shoulder, in my bad shoulder. Um, yeah, I don't, it feels 100 times better than it did, though. I might have to look into that. Um, maybe have, like, someone else, like, administer it to me because it's just – Yeah, I mean, put, dude, like, you'd be, you'd be fine. To yourself, you'd be like, fine. It's not that big of a deal. I don't know, man. Yeah. I think get, get, quit being a butt. Quit being a pussy, bro. Just – you know. Hey, honestly, the scariest thing in my life that I've ever done was uh, bungee jump. You ever done that? Nope. And I think the I reason. Would. I remember when I first I'd be shaking. It, my knees no, would be no, shaking. No, no, when I first did, or said, was about to do it, I did it at the state fair in Arizona. I was like, oh, I'm going to get up there. I'm going to swan dive yeah, off yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, I got up there. <laughs> and I was, I was like, yo, because in my whole, the whole thing I was thinking in my head, I was like, yo, this is like committing suicide, like. Climbing a building. I mean, at the fair. Yeah. Yeah, And I was like, I would never commit suicide to myself. I never want to injure or hurt myself and do that intentionally. And that's the whole thing was just rolling in my head. It's like, bro, this is like I'm committing suicide and just jumping off. I mean, you're trusting that motherfucking guy at the (laughs) fair. That's so I I jumped off. I like it like a pencil, bro. Like a pencil. I said, ah, it's cool, though. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. The scariest thing I did in my life. I did it twice. Yeah. I mean, I could see that. 
Yeah, I and could again, see that. Just that I would concept of being there and you having to make it. If someone pushed me or or if I jumped with someone yeah. and I was just going along with the ride, shit would be a blast. But just you having to take those final it's, steps and jump. It's good for you. Yeah, I did it twice, like it's I good, said. It's so good for you. Yeah. The second time, I was just as scared, but I, I did it. Yeah, no, that's good for you. Yeah, yeah but you still, gotta, you gotta, I think that's the same way with that shot. Like You got to challenge yourself. That's, dude, it's like, I can get easy. a tattoo, but if, like, tattooing myself, I could never do that. I just, oh, like, I could, easy. No problem. You did get a new tattoo? I, I did get right a new there. tattoo, yeah, you, yeah. That's Paige's first signature right there. Like identical, exact. Did she do the heart too, or was the heart? She did it. Yeah, she she did it twice. She drew it. She drew. She drew this one and another one. This one just had a lowercase G, which I thought was better than all uppercase. Good. Yeah, it looks cool. A little different. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, yeah, it's cool, man. What's the next tattoo you got planned? I, you got a wife that does tattoos. You can yeah, be all but fine she's lined up. she's not. You know, it's just different. Yeah, it's I don't want a bunch of fine line <laughs> tattoos. Yeah, no. I mean, if I were to get a new tattoo, like a real one, it'd probably be a portrait of my daughter where at uh, i don't know that probably on my chest or something i don't know depends like a from like her baby photo or her yeah right now or i haven't i haven't decided that i don't know it's a good question and maybe it starts a baby and it's like a transition so it's got her face here and then it becomes like her growing up yeah I, who knows i don't know but i'm not in any rush man i haven't been getting i haven't gotten tattoos like regularly in phew, 10 years probably yeah. Like, I do want a tattoo, but, like, I don't want just one tattoo. Like, I want to get, like, if I'm going to get it, I want to get, like, a sleeve. You it's know? a big commitment. It's a big commitment, and it's an expensive yes. commitment. They're, they're more expensive now than when I was getting Yeah, that's sure. why it's, like, that's why I don't want no, you know, hood tattoos. You know what I'm saying? I want, like, portrait, you know, like, some angels, like a religious sleeve, or maybe, like, even, like, a Japanese-style sleeve. Yeah. Like, those, that's the type of art, you know? It's not just tattoos. It's art to me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I would get, like, a leg sleeve or, like, an arm sleeve. I think that'd be pretty dope. But again, I do I got multiple thousands of dollars? Thousands and the way yeah. good tattoo artists now are like so well, booked because years. yeah, it's crazy. When I was getting tattoos, like I mean, I'm 46, so I started getting tattoos over 20 years ago before it was like cool, and now it's like everybody has them and everybody wants them. Yeah. yeah, so it's like because I called this uh, tattoo artist that I found on Instagram, and he has a literally a two-year wait i believe it yeah and you have to pay like up front like yeah two yeah and it's a full day like you he he doesn't he doesn't they don't do it by the hour it's like you're just paying them for the day or the like half tap a day. out session or something yeah and i i've gotten some where i've almost tapped out yeah, the one on my side bro i was that i was this close to saying okay three and a half hours in i'm just like Counting down from a thousand, like just trying anything I could to not. It hurt so bad on my side, um, and it's a decent piece with color. Like it's yeah. yeah so it was. Uh, that wasn't the last one, but that was one of the last ones. It and also the older you get, the more it hurts. Man, that shit I hurts imagine, now. Yeah. yeah, it didn't. I didn't used to phase me at all. Obviously, and now it's like, man, that motherfucker hurts. What about the other one page? Did that hurt, or was that pretty simple and light? Oh, these don't hurt at all. Yeah, no, no. I'm about no, to no. say, like, my, my tattoos experience has been pretty light. I only have words and letters. So yeah. it's just, like, I don't even remember what it felt like. I felt yeah. like it went numb halfway yeah. through the process. Arms aren't that bad. I mean, when you get into here, it's a little bit worse. And Yeah, I got yeah. the back, you know, like, uh, in the back of my arms tatted. And I, they were saying, oh, that was going to hurt. But, again, I don't even remember. It was just, it's just lines and light shadings. So yep. it's, like, doesn't even, I don't even remember it hurting. 
Well, let's get into this podcast and really discuss last week's intentions. All right, last week's intentions. Uh, I guess I'll go first since sure. you're bringing it up. Yeah. My intention was that not no. to eat no fast food. Yep. Uh huh. And yeah. I didn't eat no fast food. Good for you. I even took my girl to Chick Fil A because that's she loves that shit. Yeah. She only eats her mom's Mexican food and Chick Fil A. That don't make no sense. Okay. Well, but she don't whatever. like anything else. Except Chick-fil-A and her mom's Mexican food. Well, but yeah, she's, you know, she's going to have to expand that palate a little bit. I even thought I was like, you know what? I mean, what if I get the grilled chicken? But I was like, nope, I got food at the house. Yeah. I'll get you some Chick-fil-A and then, you know, I eat at home. Awesome. Good job. I don't even remember what mine was. Last week's intention for you. We, we interviewed Mick. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I don't remember. I knew that I couldn't start it until a specific day because of whatever it was. I don't remember. Was reading I don't think it was reading because I wouldn't have thought that. That's how bad. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm not doing very well with these intentions. <laughs> and it's your idea. I know. Well, hey, you know, whatever. Hey, I mean, but I do know what the week before intention was. Yeah, I know. Do you remember that? Yeah, and, and I've you, uh, I, I've slacked on that one too. I've put some thought into it. I just haven't put anything on paper. So because Mick, we brought. Oh, Mick I remembered in. what it was. Yeah, it was to to build more of a structure for the. No, podcast. that was two weeks ago. But I remember what last week. Well, was. what was it? If you don't remember, that means you haven't been doing it. Well, I probably haven't. You were supposed to not journal, but essentially write out haven't your been doing affirmations. It. Totally forgot. Or yeah, totally forgot. Your intentions and affirmations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's like good. That's a good call. And I have thought about it, but I forgot that was my intention. So shame on Steve. Shame on you, Steve. But for people who are just listening, break down essentially what like what your goal for that was, or what essentially were you doing every morning when you woke up? Yeah, it's or just affirmations. Just, just. Writing affirmations and um, uh, basically, you know, what the hell is it called? I can't even think right now. Um, affirmations down on what I want to do, what I want to achieve, the man that I want to become, and then gratitude. Gratitude. That's yeah. What so what I'm thankful for, because a lot of times, you know, you you just don't realize what you're really grateful for you you don't think about it enough because there's so much in life to be grateful for that you kind of focus on the negative shit and not on the positive stuff that's going on so really just I want to develop a habit where I just remember that stuff every day and it's one of the things that a lot of people talk about like for success is just really developing that habit to show gratitude every day and you know write what you want to do because if you think it, you can achieve it, and if you think about it all the time, then it's going to be top of mind, and you will hopefully work towards that. So I, I want to do a real life example right now. You woke up this morning. What were your? What are you gratitude for today? And then, what are you thankful for today? And then, uh, what is the last one? What What is your? What are you affirming? So. We have incorporated this in the business a little hey, bit. Get into that yeah, 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 Monday morning meetings. So, if I were to pick something today, I would be thankful. And again, this is, you know, it's kind of a, a cop out, but my family. I mean, at the end of the day, Katie and I get along so well. We're, we're like good teammates. Obviously, you know, we bicker sometimes and everything, but we don't fight. My daughter's amazing. Um, so today would be my family, I would say, um, but I got a lot to be thankful for at the end of the day. For know? sure. The reason why I kind of ask is like you said, we do this every Monday in our Monday morning well, you know, we write it out and that's the last question of the thing. Uh, and honestly, I feel like I just put the most cliche. I don't know what to put. Like when I get there, I'm just like, 
how is this related? What is this going to do for me? I just, I'm thankful. I put this in. I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for my bed. I'm thankful for sleep. You know, well, so, you're thankful to be able to wake up in the morning. Yeah, yeah, like I know. You did. But again, I just feel like we've been doing it for so long. It's like, man, I already said this answer. What can I yeah. say this week? Like, well, you could, it could change to your girlfriend. I'm thankful for my job. I'm thankful for, I said those already. But it's okay to continue to be thankful okay, for Okay, as, as long as you're, yeah. you're giving me the green light, if I could put the same thing every you, week or every other you week. You should think about it and try to, like, that is part of the challenge is really thinking about other things that you're thankful for. Um, like, you're, you, you should be thankful for your ability to stick to the things that you're doing. Like, yeah. like this podcast, thankful for the podcast because it's starting to get you to work out and eat better and do, like, you got to, like, dig a little deeper and that's why i sent out to the team that seven uh the the, um, the i forget what it's called yeah like well, what you want seven yes. things to identify like what you want and but it teaches you to go deep because why do you want it i think i got the question too and then it was like the uh, then we actually had our meeting and then i just you know i just i forgot all about that like, you should it go gets, it gets lost in slack you get posted and then yeah, I, I did want to go back, but, uh, you know, just on a Monday, catching up to work. Of course. I think I started it, clicked the first one. What do you want? I said, oh, I want to buy a house. The next one, it was like, why do you want it? And I think I was like, I think I started thinking like, you know, like, well, yeah. well, well like, why do I really want you a house? should and do that. I just didn't even like I go back to it and do the strategy, because really what it'll get you to think is, why do you really want it? OK, I want to own a house because that's what people do. OK, but it really gets you when you got to answer that question seven times. So when you do the first answer, why, you know, I want a house or I want to buy a house, why do you want it? That's one. Okay, why? Why? What? Like, you got to go deeper and deeper and deeper yeah. and deeper. Um, so it was a good process that uh, one of my guys from EO sent to me. And and you filled it out? Yeah, I did and it. And what was your, <sighs> do you remember what your example was or what you started with? I think want? it was raise money for the business. So I think it was find an investor or a strategic partner. Okay. For the business. Because what I did, he challenged us to go for one of our goals. So in EO, we have goals that we set for the year. And one of my goals is to find a strategic partner. So we're halfway done with the year, man. Yeah, I know. I know. But it, it's it's good because it got me to think about why I really wanted it and this, that, and the other. Um, so it was a good uh, it was a good experience or not experience, but... Uh, Whatever you want to call it. It was an experience. Yeah, not really an experience, but it was a good... Yeah. Lesson. Yeah, not even a lesson. I can't think of the word I'm looking for, but that's okay. Whatever. All right, it is what it is. But yeah, so, actually, uh, six months in, uh, and I my cousin's locked up, you know, so I tried to, like, you know, send him some positive advice. You know, I was telling him, you know, kind of just listed some of my goals. I was like, hey, you're halfway done with the year, man. I wrote some goals for myself. I kind of told him what they were and where I was in them, and I was like, so what are your goals? You know, six months, you know. Like, and just really trying to get, get him to think, you know, being locked up, uh, it's kind of like you're, uh, you're on pause, you know, like from, from the world. You don't really see what's going on. Other people are dealing with life. Obviously, it's a challenge to be locked up, but it's like other people, you know, are dealing with real bills, you know, real life experiences that essentially elevates and, you know, evolves them. But I feel like when you're locked up, it's like you don't really get that opportunity to grow. You're kind of stuck in time. You're stuck in place till you get out. Seven well, you know, later, you know like, what they say, shit. do the time, don't let the time do you. But no, yeah, that's what I'm so saying. you should listen to the recent Joe Rogan podcast that I just listened to. Um, it's about, I forget the guy's name. I want to invite him on the show and I, I should, I mean, I doubt he would do it. 
unless we paid him, which I might pay this guy to do to come do the podcast. Um, he basically got locked up, wrongful conviction conviction for murder, and did twenty nine to thirty years in jail. But he his outlook on it was, I'm not gonna let, I'm not, I'm gonna do the time. I'm not gonna let the time do me. So he studied and like. I, I don't even want to chop up his story, but they got him out on a wrong, acquitted him or whatever, pardoned him or whatever it is that, that they do. And just his story on everything that he's done, he's like super smart, you know, probably read every book in the library. If, you're, if your cousin isn't reading and taking advantage of that time, because when I was in jail, I read more books in jail than I have ever. Life, yeah. Because there's nothing to do, so you might as well spend it wisely, right? Learn yeah, something. One, like, again, one of my goals was to read two books, so I asked him. I was like, "Like, shit, you got more time than me. What books are you reading?" And I kind of just, you know, broke down yeah. every goal and just try to, you know, it's, it's hard once you're locked up and you don't, you know. And does he write back? He does, so it's a little easier uh, because I don't have to send him letters. It's all like electronic. Oh, it is. It's like That's like cool. A tablet, well, they're, so they're up. They're it's up more on like game. emails. Yeah, it's kind of yeah, like yeah. an email. I'm sending him an email. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, it's just like. I don't even write them just as much as I should, you know, it's just life. It comes at you, yeah. you know, and I don't have every second to just to give, you know, but again, last night I wrote like a, a long ass message, you know, I'm just, uh, you know, try to put some positivity in his life. Yeah, that's good. I mean, that could be a good intention for you is just make sure you're writing him once a month or whatever. Yeah. What I really need to do is, uh, one of my intentions for this year, I didn't really write it on my list, but I need to, I essentially tried to get, uh, approved just to go visit him yeah. phone calls and I got denied for some reason. Huh. I don't know why, what it was. You I got mean, a record? I, I mean, I was on probation, and it asked me questions about probation, and I kind of just, like, guessed, I think. Like, I was just like, oh, that, it was 2012-ish. Yeah. And I put stuff like that. So I think I really need to, like, figure out why, like, call them and say, hey, yeah. I'm trying to get approved. I was denied, you know, this month. I just need to figure out what an what I answered incorrectly and how do I get that information, the correct information. But that is definitely something that I need to – really sit down and do for just for, for my cousin. You know what I'm saying? He was my best friend growing up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Since I was 18, you know, we lived together, roommates, you know, we worked at the strip clubs together. Like, that's my road dog. We went on a cross-country road trip together. Like, yeah, 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 for we sure. We just did everything together. So. Yeah, I, I think that that's probably a valuable use of time just to figure that out because, uh, again, I've never done that much time. I'm guessing he got seven years. Uh, it's eight and a half, yeah. nine I mean, a ten piece actually, but like good, good time, time and a half, time served. Yeah, that's, he got like six more years. It's left. a long time. Yeah, yeah. So, how long does it normally take him to respond to you? Uh, it really all depends. Like uh, when we're we are going back and forth, it can be a day. Sometimes it takes uh, like time just for them to approve a message. You know, yeah, like yeah. The, the facility has to essentially read it, go through it, yeah, skip through it. And uh, sometimes it can be pretty quick. Other days he says, bro, I, I always put the date in the timestamp. Like yeah. when I put it, like, I didn't get this until today. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, it does take a couple days. Other days I'm sure he sees it. He just doesn't want to waste his stamp to essentially, you know, like we're not texting back and forth. You know, it's more like a letter type, yeah. type of vibe. It's cool that they updated that, though, and you're not actually sending in actual letters, which avoids yeah. contraband and some it's, other it's things. Some facilities are like that. Again, I have, a, I have another really close friend, you know, I've known since I was, you know, 17, 18, and he's locked up, you know, doing around the same amount of time. And uh, he st still got to write him letters, you know what I'm saying? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. still write him letters. It's Interesting. Just, it's just challenging, man, to be really, to sometimes to get the time to be able to just do that stuff. I just get so caught up in life. Uh, work, you know, my yeah. girlfriend, you know, just my oh, dog, just everything, you know. You, you don't got to tell me. Yeah, yeah it's just I hard. got a hard time calling. 
people that I've known for years that are, you know, out and can answer the phone, let alone sit down and write a letter. Yeah, I, I try to tell them, like, it's my mom. Like, bro, man, I don't see my mom as much yeah. as I should. Like, don't don't take it personally, you know. But yeah. when you're in that situation, you know, you have nothing else to do but take shit personally, you know. Yeah, well, or you just realize that I fucked up and it ain't, it's my fault that I'm in here and I can't, I can't really, you know, be upset with somebody else that's living out there, living their life that didn't get in trouble. I mean, you, there's a couple ways to look at it, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, I think that, you know, if I had to do that much time, I wouldn't be angry if people didn't come visit me and shit. It's like, man, I, I put myself here yeah, and I got to he, deal with it. He's just also a self-centered and artistic bastard. So Well, that could be one reason why he's <laughs> that, in there. That's, that's why, you know, like, so, yeah. so that's... It's just, like, it's like, did he have... Because he, he definitely had a girl when you guys... Yeah. Yeah. Like if I had a girl and I had to go to jail, I would tell her, just go do your thing. And then when I get done, like when I'm out, let's talk. If it's even there, yeah, if two not. Baby mamas. Yeah, I would never ask a girl to. You can't expect that. No I way. I want to trust bro. a girl. Like, well, hey. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's just not fair. Yeah, not fair, for sure. Um, well, I mean, that kind of leads into one of the questions that I wanted to ask. There's a couple things, and I'll let you choose. So. One of the topics that I wanted to discuss on this podcast at some point was what makes people do the things that they do? What drives people? What, how does growing up in the situation that you're brought up in affect who you are and, you know, and, and basically determine your life per se? Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things. Well, let's just do that one and then we'll save the other ones. Okay. First one on top of mine. So break down that question one more time. So I'm just curious about because because from from the from the jump, my first thought is a lot of it's hardwired, unfortunately. Well, but you are a you are a product of your environment. One hundred percent, you know. So how much of it is the environment that you grow up in, and then if you grow up in an environment that is negative and limits your, you know. Uh, What's the best way to explain this? Limits your your ability to exceed in certain areas just due to the shit you got to go through. Um, like, how come some people can break through that and come out the other side positively? And then why do some people just continue to make poor decisions and put themselves back into that negative Again, to me, I think a lot of it has to do with just, like, how you're hardwired, your brain, how it works, and how it functions. Because some people have a great life, had a great upbringing, and they still don't do shit. They're still lazy. They're still this. They're still that. And then there's people who went through, you know what I'm saying, the, the works, but they, they're able, like you said, to break through. Uh, one thing I'm thinking of, I'm, I might be saying the saying wrong, but it's kind of like nature versus nurture. You know, that, that does have a lot to do with it, but, again, it's just like – how you, yeah, man, I don't know. That's a, a deep question. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of hard yeah. for. Well, and that's why I was, I've just been thinking about it because, <clears throat> you know, everybody's different and the opportunity for people is like the opportunity is there, but mm-hmm. some people are handicapped based on the way that they grow up and the situation that they come from. Yeah. Um, so it's just really interesting to me to, like, think about why people, you know, how some people 
have the ability to cut through the bullshit and change their life. Like, I think what sparked this is that Joe Rogan mm-hmm. um, podcast that I listened to with this guy because he was, I mean, I think being wrongfully convicted probably has something to do with that too because you, you're like, fuck that. Like, I'm not going to, because I'm put in this position and they did this to me, you could either be... A become to- that. Like, say, well, I'm going to be. This you, is what you want me to be. This is what I am You now. could, and a lot of people might do that. Yeah. And then some people might just do what he did and really try to make, turn whatever it is into a positive. So, yeah, I don't know. But it's it's definitely a question because you can, what's the, the saying? You can uh, lead a horse to rot to water, but you can't make him drink yeah. it. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing. Like, you could dangle a carrot or you could help somebody as much as you can, but really it's up to them to, no, 100%. to do something. I, I can only speak on just, like, my personal experiences, and I feel like as a kid, a juvenile, I did go through a lot. You know, I was in the system, uh, child protective service, you know, uh, all the way up until I was 18. You know, I was in boot camps for 10 months. That was pretty much like a jail you know, and uh, and then I, I just, you know, I knew that wasn't what I wanted for myself. Just at a young age, I feel like I've always had just a drive and a, a, a wanting, uh, like, to succeed. And I wasn't going to let, you know, whatever I was given, you know, define me who I was. Other people, they do, you know, and I have a friend who's lo- who's been locked up multiple times. Uh, and again, like, I, w- I would love to say when he gets out, he's going to learn his lesson. But, like, I just know him as a person. And, and I, it's sad to say, like, I don't think when he gets out, I think there's a, a really good chance he's probably going to get locked up. Well, and, it, and which is... And he just doesn't want it for himself, and he just... He's yeah, well, which is understandable. I, I think part of that, though, is, too, they make it very challenging for you to succeed. Like, the, the system is built. It's a business, mm-hmm. right? Like, the system is built to thrive and make money. At the end of the day, they want you to come back. They're not, they're not putting tons of energy and resources into making sure that people don't come back. But you there know. are those resources out there, and it's just there people, are. if they're going to take advantage of them or not, or if they're just going to become another number. In the it's system. just once you have that felony on your record, your, your opportunities, you know, again, I'm, you're talking to a felon yeah. that, I, that I know that I knew that I had to do something. Like, I couldn't wait for something else to happen. I had to do something. Um, yeah, it's an interesting, interesting, uh, topic though. Yeah. 100%. It's just hard to kind of like, t- there's not a defined answer for that. You know what I'm saying? Cause everyone is different. You know, like you said, some people do, but some is it don't. so on that note though, <clears throat> you feel like when you started getting in trouble, what do you think it is? Like how old were you when you started getting into trouble? Who was around, like, I don't remember exactly your story about from the time you were born till, you know, you're 14, 15. Really, you become the person you are. I think what a lot, what ha- a lot that has to do with it is your, your, your years that you're developing the most. Yeah. So from like, like six to 12, I think, are like the crucial years for you. And if, if you have somewhat of a, uh, regular life and a good, you know, um, parents or parent or someone guiding you, at least during those times, I think that you're a little bit more, um, you, you have a little head start 
in regard, like in comparison to somebody that their formative years, they just don't have that. I think also though, like when you're at that age, let's say six to 12, you don't know better. In some no, cases. I 100% like, because like I was with my family. Like if you would have asked me when I was six, seven years old, I didn't think I was poor. I didn't know we were poor. I didn't know. Yeah. We didn't eat, have much food in the house, but like, I didn't really know I was poor growing up until I was in like high school and a teenager and realized like, God damn, like I used to go to school with holes in my socks, dirty drawers, dirty, dirty socks, like hand-me-down clothes. Like, like I probably was like, looked like a bum in school. You know what I'm saying? Like if I would have looked at myself now, probably scum all, like, just gooey, sticky, dirty. You know what I'm saying? I hated showers. I can when I was see, a kid. I can see you a dirty ass little yeah, kid. Yeah, I was probably a badass little kid running around barefoot, you know, with dirty ass feet. You know what I'm saying? And, and I just didn't realize. You know but did saying? you have like, structure? At that point? To an extent, yeah. There were, yeah. like, I had parents until probably until I was about 11 years old, and they kind of split up, you know, and I got in trouble. Uh, not really in trouble at that age, but just, like, uh, just, like, my parents split, and, you know, got in, like, CPS custody. So, but that, to me, that, that's kind of, now, what about your cousin? Was, what was his home situation uh, like? Oh, much better. Much yeah, better? Much better, yeah. He had, uh, well, not much better. Again, he had his challenges, too, but I'm saying, like, he had a good parents that, you know, well-off parents at least a stepfather until he was about, you know, 14, 15, maybe like in high school. And then his stepdad became like a meth addict, you know, and then it kind of grew up with a single mom, you know, and he resents his mom for, for, you know, not really essentially providing the best she could. But on the outside looking in, like my aunt is probably one of the strongest women I, I know to this day. Most women, when they're in that, you know, uh, they're, you know, going through a divorce or single, they just, uh, they're accustomed to having another male figure in their life. This, like, kind of like what you said about your mom, she never brought a male around, you know? Like, and that's kudos to that. Cause I wish my mom was a little stronger like that. Like, when, when they split, my mom and dad, like, she had to have, you know, some that people attention. need, yeah, like, some people need attention, that. Yeah. someone to essentially control her, you know? And then when I'm 13 years old, I don't want no random dude yeah. trying to tell me what I need to do. You know, just dating my mom. Yeah, like, you're I'm like, not gonna listen you're to like, you. Like, get the fuck out yeah, of here. Yeah, like, you know, man. I used to fight with my mom's boyfriend, fist fight, you know, at yeah. 14 years old. You know what I'm saying? It's just I wasn't going to let some dude tell me I'm grounded because I came home five minutes later or just try to be controlling yeah. over me. So uh, <clears throat> to me, my aunt is one of the strongest women I know just because she was able to be a single mother of two kids, you know what I'm saying, and put him through sports in high school, pretty much get them, you know, all the stuff she wanted. Could she have done better? Probably, yeah. But, again, it just from 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 the outside looking in and seeing, like, you know, years down the road, I'm like, I give my aunt nothing but respect, you know, how she raised her kids for, like, what she went through years on. Your cousin do drugs? I mean, smoked weed, you know, drank but, alcohol, you but know. But not, like... Might have done some cocaine off a of stripper's titty once or twice in his life, you know what I'm saying? But, like... But, no, nah, he's, he's not... No, no hard drugs, you know what I'm saying? Like, like... Yeah, yeah, like okay. So, we're not not a typical addict. No, yeah. not... not Because that'll make you do... Part, partier, you That'll know, make you do some crazy, crazy shit, too. No, nah, no, nah, he he he's a, a great head on his shoulders, always has. But again, like, I I'm like we're like best friends, so like no one knows him like as well as I know him. Yeah. Like, just said it earlier, he's a self-centered <laughs> narcissist bastard. You know what I'm saying? Like that is how I define him, and I'll tell that shit to his face. You know what I'm saying? Like, so do you think he's gonna be successful getting out? Oh, I know he will, man. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, he's a he's a, always a hustler mentality, that drive. You know what I'm saying? When he was 17, 18, you know. Moved out on his own, had his own, you know, always had cars, always figured shit out, you know. Yeah. He got in trouble before, you know, uh, again, being 21 years old on a uh, Mill Ave on the street. 
got in a fight with a kid, hit him, dude fell back. One time, dude fell back, essentially went into a coma, almost died. Yeah, okay. So now he was looking at some some crazy time, and he was able to bounce back from that, you know, and really, you know, just be successful, you know. And, I mean, success is into the by, the eyes of the holder, you know. Yeah, you yeah. can't really define one, one well. man's success. But he was always good. Yeah, he was he was straight. And I, I know when he gets out, he'll be straight for sure. Yeah, that's good. Like, he's in there. He's reading. He's looking at essentially trades, you know, yeah. trying to become an electrician, learning Spanish. He's like, oh, bro, I'm learning Spanish. When I get out, I'm about to get all the Latinas. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I you mean, thought I got him before. Wait till I get out. I mean, that's that's using the time wisely. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. So, so he has a drive, like, comparing him to, like, you know, my cousin to, like, my close friend. Like, he's going to bounce back. You know, he's going to be resilient. You know, I know he has that drive. To, to, to do that for himself and his kids versus, you know, like my other friend, like he's. Yeah, it's got to be, <clears throat> it's got to be crazy, man, is having kids and being stuck in jail and not really being able to see him. I know that my daughter, man, I would go nuts, bro, if I couldn't give her a hug and just hang with her, man. So that's got to be, that's yeah. got to be one of the most challenging things about being in man. there. Yeah. Well, luckily he has a good, uh, good first uh, mother of his child. So she's like, uh. We'll, we'll do calls with him so he could like FaceTime his son. They drive out to the jail so he could spend time with his son. That's cool. Uh, the the second baby mama, not, no, not the best. Yeah, well, best. you know that's what happens when you Off have multiple. Off the record, I can tell that's you what happens answer. when you have multiple baby mamas. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Your chances of a good one, uh, they go up, but your chances of a bad one go up too. <laughs> yeah, yes, sir. <laughs> Oh, man, interesting. Well, shit, what else we got? Well, how do you feel about that? Obviously, I shed a lot of light on it. What do you? What is your take on it? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I think that, again, I, I into my questions about the formative years, I think it has a lot to do with that, like just your what your situation looks like during those times and if you have um, a positive role model in your life. I think that if you don't have one during those times of your life, Man, that's that's not a good thing, um, and that's going to pose a lot more challenges. Um, luckily, again for me, my mom was a positive role model in my life till I was fifteen, and then it switched. So I think that um, if it wasn't for her, you know, raising me into that point, then things could have been a lot different. But yeah, I never really uh, thought about this until like you know, again years later, till you really think about your childhood. I didn't have really that positive role model in my life. But I do kind of stem, you know, some of my, like, success and work ethic drive to a man named Tim. I used to go around selling door-to-door candy, and he was just, you know, me, my brother, and my sister, we all sold candy. And that pretty much just taught me the value of a dollar at a young age. And I was like, yo, shit, if I want something, my parents aren't going to buy it for me. I got to buy this myself. How, how old were you when you were I was 11 years old when I first started selling candy. Yeah. And, but then I did it pretty much all the way to high school. Until I was high school, I said... Fuck that, dude. I'm going to go dollar store by my own bin and sell my yeah. own candy. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, At, like, you know, QT or, you know, Walmart parking lot and just run around to people. But I did it a lot, really, you know, during my adolescence. And it kind of just, again, just taught me the value of a dollar and, and work ethic. And if I want something, you know, I don't get handouts. You know, my life never got no handout. It was like, if I want something, I got to get it. Uh, and it's just crazy. You know, years years down the road, you know, uh, I, I've always been in touch with the guy. Uh, again, that... He got my. He started working in the strip clubs as well, and he got my cousin his first job in the strip club because he was like a manager at the strip club, and my cousin used to sell candy for the dude, uh, and then it's just that kind so of. So he was like, it wasn't. He was selling candy. You guys were selling candy for him personally. Yeah, no. So he had uh, there was a, a 
not just him, but it was an organization called like Teen Ambition. Yeah, yeah. That had multiple drivers. These motherfuckers had come to my house. Yeah, yeah. they had multiple drivers paying eight ninety nine for a yeah, Reese's yeah, yeah. peanut seven, butter cup. Seven dollars. <laughs> yeah. And you got a dollar fifty out of it. Yeah, yeah. But the, the, the hustle was you would get the tips or like yeah. your donations. Oh, yeah, yeah. you want to donate? But again, I I knew like it was a whole spiel, a hustle, like yeah. sales pitch. I had all the jokes for for the gummy like the gummy bears, the candy, the peanut brittle. Like, I knew every joke for every product, and then if they would try to tell me, oh, I can't afford it, I hit them with the, oh, so you can't afford a, uh, what did I say? Like, you can't put a price tag on keeping teenagers away from gangs, drugs, and alcohol. Yeah, that's And that good was one. like the, oh, they melted. They were like, okay, I hear, here's some yeah. tip, a couple here's, dollars. Here's five bucks. I don't even want any yeah. candy. Like, <laughs> no, get no. out of here. Go. I just had, like, that. Like, and d- don't go to the neighbor, because they're going to shoot you over <laughs> there. <laughs> so, yeah, just that dude, you know, he kind of really just put put in, like, that sales pitch to, to me, you know, and, like. That's good. You know, 11 years. Meanwhile, you know. We used to fight. He used to make the kids fight and shit. Really? <laughs> Not so make them, but he would like, you know, they're just kids being kids. You yeah. Know? Dealing with a bunch of 14, 15, 16, 17-year-old kids in the back of a van, you know, and just. Oh, he would wild. drive you guys around? He would drive. He oh, would pick wow. us up from our house, drop us off. Some people did like door-to-door. Other yeah. people kind of did like parking lot businesses. And that was kind of like, you know, my cup of tea was just. I was like, I hate going door to door. But if I'm in a parking lot, it's just more fast pace. Next, next, next. That explains nonstop. why you're good at shows and you're good yeah, at that stuff. I, yeah. did, I, I like being out there and just buy. See, I'm, I, I started selling candy in junior high, but it was more you come to me. I ain't out there slinging. I'm not, I'm not going out Oh, I out did there. that too. Yeah, I would steal yeah. steal stuff from Food City, you know what I'm saying, in the morning. I never did that. I had chocolate yeah. bars. I yeah. had, you know what I'm saying, I would take the, the paint markers, sold them to all the taggers. I would sell literally anything. That's funny. Anything I could get. Yeah, packs of gum at all. Like, would sell it all. I'll sell you a single slice of gum. Yeah, for the right price. One dollar. So, I mean, you know, back to the conversation, I think that that has a lot to do with it. It just, it trips me out <clears throat> because some people just, they they can change their life and some people can't. And it yeah. just, it's like... Psychology. I don't know that much about psychology. I should have probably taken some psychology classes. Me too. But it's it's interesting that some people can connect the dots and some people just can't or they don't care or they don't want to or whatever. Because some people are cool with, hey, that that that's what they know. Maybe that's all they've seen in life, and that's just what they're going to do. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, interesting topic, but I, I wish I had the answer because I'd be a billionaire. Right, seven books. Yeah, seven books. No books. No books. No books. But you do want to write a book, right? I am gonna. I am gonna write a autobiography, kind of. Let me guess. It's gonna be called "Defy the Odds" as well. Well, probably <laughs> "Defy the Odds." Yeah, defy I might just well keep it. Keep it going. Yeah, just defy branding, the odds, fellas. Branding. Yeah, and the the other conversation that I wanted to talk about is when. And it, you're not going to have the answer, but this is something that I've been struggling with my mind that I've been talking to some people about. <clears throat> is when do I get out of the way? So when do I bring in somebody to replace me here in the business? And I think that time is pretty much now. That way I can focus on being the founder and more the face of the brand, tell the story, write the book, and have somebody that's just much more better at running business and has a higher business acumen than me come in and actually really try to to fuel and put you know fuel on the fire yeah um so the question is is you know really is when is that right time and you know what 
how do I get away from being nervous about that transition? Because I've been doing this for 12 years. There's a little ego hit that you've got to take um, because I feel like I've maxed my ability here um, to, to really take it to the next level. So, but being self-aware, that's one, you know, that's one advantage that I have that I'm so, you know, uh, not proud of, but I appreciate about myself is being self-aware and not being an egotistical fucking crazy person that thinks I'm the best motherfucker in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so really just figuring out the right time and how to make that transition is kind of something that's been on my mind for, I mean, really like a year. Okay. Um, but I'm, I think I'm finally at the point where it's like, man, I think that I need to make this decision, make this transition. So as soon as we hire this new marketing director, that's what I'm going to start focusing on is finding somebody else to run this business. So now you're going to have a CEO, uh, define your position, your title. in the company. So it'd be more just a founder role and the face of the brand. So incorporate my story into the brand. So because one of the things that we have great products, but we don't really have a good, there's no story, right? So really just hopefully being able to connect to people um, on a deeper level than just say, hey, you know, buy our shoe care products. That's kind of the goal. And then the, that's challenging for me because I'm going to have to be much more active on social media. I'll probably have to do some speaking engagements, which I'm not very uh, thrilled about. Yeah. But it's really going to challenge me in a different way than running this business is. It's, it's, it's going to be a totally different challenge um, that I'm up for. Um, but it's going to be hard, man. Like, so what is the title? Just essentially just obviously founder. You're always going to be the founder. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't know if there will be a title. Like a brand ambassador? Man, I don't know. Who knows what the t- I don't, I don't, Man, I don't give a fuck about titles. I think titles are stupid, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, I get why people have them. But I just think I, I'm just not a big title person. I don't care. So at that time, let's say, you know, a new CEO comes in. Are you still in the office or are you doing more? I would probably be in the office, office less. less. Yeah. That's the other, like, there's like a double-edged sword. It'll probably give me a lot more freedom mm-hmm. if they come in and people are bought in and they're good, right? And I don't need to worry about it. And all I get, all I need is reports and come in once a month or whatever. Like I would still be here creating content and doing stuff like that, but it might give me a lot of freedom also, honestly to do other things. Cause right now I'm working in the business. I'm not working on the business. So it'll free me up to really do the high level visionary thinking that I'm good at anyway, and not be so bogged down by, you know, just the minutia of running a damn business. There's so much involved that it's like hard to, to really think big. Yep. So I'm not really too much business savvy, but uh, I'm, you're a little more than me, I would imagine. So at what point do like companies go public, if that makes sense? So uh, where you have like board members, you know, and stuff like that. Obviously, not a small business. Those yeah. are kind of like corporations. But at what point do you think Rejuvenator could, could get to that level where you're the founder, you're just a board member, there's a CEO, there's all this other stuff going on, you know, essentially maybe there's shares, you could, you know, share Rejuvenator shares on the stock market. Like, how exactly does that work? Um, I mean, I'm probably the wrong person to ask. What I do know about that is you, to go public, you want to make sure that that business is going to 
continue to grow and grow and grow and grow because once people start investing in the stocks, yeah, if you're not showing positive returns, the stock market drops. For sure, yeah. So really, if it's a business that could do that, so there's probably some sort of, you know, process to to address the business and just make sure it's even a business that's possible to go public. Oh, so certain business aren't. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So certain businesses, some businesses never go public. Yeah. And some people want to keep it private too, because you, you lose some of that control once you go public. Um, so, you know, I think that you need to show proof of concept as far as scalability too, and be able to, again, show that there's the ability to continuously grow year over year over year over year over year. At some point, I mean, it's a shoe care product line. Yeah. You would have to really diversify the business. And, you know, there, there's something called M&A, which is merger and acquisition, where you would, you would have to acquire one of the strategies would be to acquire other brands. And, you know, they're all under the umbrella. That's one of the ways that people do it is they just acquire more brands, which adds to their revenue number and their bottom line, and that's how they grow. So there's a few different ways that you could probably do it. Um, I don't know enough about it to really, you know, give you any more examples on that. I was just curious, like, if there was ever going to be reshoot made. Yeah, that's not the goal. I mean, really what it would be probably is if we were to find a strategic partner, get an investment, we would grow it to a certain point. That strategic partner would help us find another buyer. So, you know, the way I see it happening is we get a investment, sell some of the business. Let's just say I'm throwing random numbers out there, 50% of the business. Mm-hmm. That strategic partner would really help us accelerate the growth so they can get their money out of it. So yeah. they buy it at this valuation. You know, just say they buy it at 50 million bucks, they help get it to 200, then they reap the benefits of that. Um, So that's kind of the strategy that I'm looking for is get it to a certain degree, you know, get it to the point where a strategic strategic investor is interested, which we've already had multiple people interested. Um, Unfortunately, last year wasn't that great, so I'm trying to turn things back around. And then find that strategic partner, have them help us accelerate it, and then hopefully sell it twice. So if, if I can get to a point where we can get someone to invest money, I take a little money off the top, whatever, and then, you know, basically they would accelerate that growth and then sell it again, hopefully. What is like the CEO kind of the same as the investor, or is this completely different? Totally person? different. Yeah, yeah, totally different. Investors don't want to be running the business. They're, that's... Yeah, they, but they also have good operators and CEOs that they know can take a business from, you know, point A to point B. So, you know, there's some value in that too. They're not going to come in personally unless that's part of their, you know, the strategy or their deal or their offerings. Yeah, they may have somebody in house that they, you know, who knows? I don't know. I mean, I've never done it, so it's yeah. just, it's really, I, I've realized over the last two years since we've plateaued that, man, I need to get somebody else in here. Mm-hmm. So. Well, since we're talking about the busy, uh, the business, and I'm a nosy fuck, <laughs> how, how's this uh, marketing uh, manager hunt going? 
I mean, we've been in the process a few weeks now, I would say. It's challenging because we've attempted to hire for this position three times. Okay. So we initially, and again, I take full responsibility for these miss, these misses on hires. Originally hired, um, who was our first? Uh, John. John. Mm-hmm. So John brought him in. He just didn't have the experience, really, to do what we needed to do. That's my fault. I was trying to get a deal. Like, I was, you know, I think he, I think we were paying him 90 grand at the time. We're at like a 150 to $180,000 position now. So, obviously, you get what you pay for. 100%. Yeah. You're um, trying to scale. You can't scale with something like that. Yeah. So, he just, you know, I John was a good guy. I liked John. But um, unfortunately, I just don't think he had the skill set or the uh, experience to really do what we needed him to do. Um, the next person was Kyle, who was just a fraud, total con artist. Um, do, do you think that uh, in the position, there's a lot of people like that that are just, well, that's, in just I'm, to milk? I'm getting there. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we hired him. He had a successful business, but there were signs like right away that I was like, well, why doesn't he own a car? He gets an Uber to work, which is weird to me. Like, mm-hmm. and it's not because he's trying to save. I mean, if you're trying to save on emissions or something, you're Your riding bike. a bike. Yeah, yeah. You're not taking an Uber. So it's not that. So there was just some weird things that were happening. Um, and we basically gave him a deadline for a marketing plan and he had some good ideas, um, but gave him a deadline for a marketing plan and then he asked for more time. And then finally we're like, okay, no, your 90 days is about up. So we need it today. He called, he basically emailed me the morning the marketing plan was due and said, um, I'm going to put in my resignation. And he just milked it for as long yeah, as he yeah, could. Yeah. Um, and then obviously Jacob was the third. So Jacob, I knew, I knew right away. I just didn't listen to my gut. His his personality wasn't probably going to mesh well with the team. Um, and unfortunately, you know, he came in and was just like a bull in a China shop and just didn't really, uh, he didn't approach the situation the way he probably should have. Um, so that's the three in the last, you know, however many, two, two years. What about in the current pool of like potential? So is there some good ones, or is it yeah? Still so that's like a, a challenge. That's the thing, man. You would think in that pay scale that you're going to have rock stars. I haven't really like. There's a couple people that are potential, but again, until no wow factors, until they come in, you just don't know, right? But you know, we're asking basic questions, and you would think that these people would know the answer, and they they just dance around the question or they're not specific enough. Like one of the questions is how do you, what's, let me think about how, what is, how's this question worded? Um, How do you determine when, and I'm chopping this up, I'm trying to think about what it is, but it's really, the, the question in essence is, how do you make decisions whether or not to um, scale or optimize a campaign? Mm-hmm. 
So, and it's worded a little differently. The word that I'm looking for is the data. I'm going to analyze the data with whatever tools that I use, and I'm going to make decisions based on the data. No, like nobody's saying that. And then there's other questions that we're asking, you know, like just certain things and they don't have enough experience in, you know, digital marketing. Like they're good marketers maybe, but in the digital space with what we do, social media, they're just not finding that person that has really data-driven analytical skills and is a good storyteller marketer. I'm realizing it's really hard to find. It's because also just social media marketing is such a new concept, you know. You can't have... I mean, it's not, though. I, I mean, mean, the last 10 years... 10 years is 10 years is 10 years. Yeah, 10 years of experience should be pretty good. Yeah. I mean, we've been doing it for 10 years. Yeah. So I really... I'm not going to hire somebody, and I've, tell, I've told every candidate this. If you can't come in and drive revenue to pay for your job, I just don't need you. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just being... I'm trying to scare people away, even. Like, we sent out a... Uh, a letter to all the applicants telling them like what you're going to get yourself into if you come here and you need to have some thick skin because I'm very direct and I don't, I'm not really good at sugarcoating things. Um, And you're going to need to, you're going to need to earn your respect from the team. Everybody's going to be looking at this person, not everybody, some people more than others with a fine tooth comb to see if they're worth the money that we're paying them. So this person needs to come in and really be a rock star. If they're not a rock star, I just don't want you. No, I mean, I again, with that salary, you, you got to be. Yeah, so I'm taking my um, – we are taking our time on this one. And I don't want to – but there's a fine line there too. It's like you can't take too much time because then if you, if you pass up on somebody that could be good and you're looking for that perfect person, that person might find something else. Something else, yeah. Yeah, so it's, you know – it's 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 challenging, man. It's challenging. I'm hoping that we can find somebody, you know, in the next few months. If you think this is challenging, oh, I know how hard the CEO. Oh, is trust be. me, maybe, be. maybe because business is business. Okay. So marketing in this day and age is a little different than running an actual business. So marketing is ninety percent of our business. It's part of it. Yeah, trust me. I know. That's I I know, but. You know, again, nothing's easy. No, for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if you want something to be successful, you got to put in the work. So if 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 it was easy to find the right person, I mean, then everyone would have the right person, right? Yeah. So, and the other thing too is most people this day and age work like 18 months. So looking at a resume, if I'm paying a recruiter 20000 no, $40,000 to find this person for us, they need they better stay longer than 18 months 100 percent. because you can't do like 18 months is is enough time to do a little damage but i need somebody to commit to who's in it for the long run yeah three to five years for sure at least like three years minimum and then why would somebody leave at three if we're getting towards our goal to sell it when i'm going to give some ownership to the team right so then there's they're incentivized to stay um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's It's been challenging. Hey, well, again, I always appreciate you being transparent, whether it's about the business or your life. So, Yeah, no, no, of course. I mean, it's it's good to talk about it, too, because I don't have anyone really to talk about it to other than 
the people that are interviewing with like yeah. HR and Corey. Um, so it's, it's just good to have a conversation about it in general. Um, and a, some of these candidates might listen to this cause a couple of them commented on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, so but now they know the answer. Hey, can I answer that question one more time? It's data. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm just looking for specific. I'm, I'm trying to lead them to the answer that I want without telling them what I want. Yeah. Um, because, you know, yeah, I don't, I don't know. So uh, unfortunately, you know, I think we've interviewed about uh, how many people now? 18, 16 oh, to 18 wow. people. And, and we, could, we probably got three or four that are still, you know, we, we passed probably six or eight through just to get their answers on a more detailed marketing question just to see what they say. But we're, we probably got three or four that might move on to the next step. And then what's that round two or these final interviews? Yeah. Round two interview is going to be if they pass the written interview, which is really, again, a more detailed, I want a more detailed explanation of marketing strategy and how they plan to attack. And then they'd have an interview with Fran, probably Nick and Jordan. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the marketing team, essentially. Yeah, it's the marketing team. But most of these, uh, most of these marketing directors say that they also work with customer service because customer service has a lot to do with marketing too. If we're using that information, but you know, to our advantage. Um, but they would interview them, and then the last part of the interview would be a presentation. What are you going to do in the first 90 days? Like for everyone or just specific? For everybody. Stuff? So we'd have to pay them, fly them out. You know what I mean? They would do a presentation. Maybe we do a presentation. Um, we'd probably pay them to do a presentation remotely just to avoid the flight, just because in case the presentation isn't any good, we we could alleviate that expense. And if it's good, then we'd have to fly them out to actually meet the team and do all that stuff, so... Again, hey, that's exciting. I always like when we have those, you know, the whole team's there, you know, yeah. really being able to harass that person, you know, and ask questions that might not be related to marketing, just sneakers, the culture, you know, just life that, you know, could be beneficial, like he beneficially like, oh, you know what, if this person's going to really mesh with the team or not. Yeah. And that's, that's a big part of it, right? Like the team has to like them and the team has to want to work for them. Yeah, if, the buy-in, yeah. yeah if, if they don't want to work for them, that's going to create a lot of challenges here. And that's something that I don't want. I feel like the company culture is in a good spot right now. Yeah. And I don't want to throw a wrench into that. Right. So, um, you know, you've worked here for a while. There's been ebbs and flows and ups and downs with company culture. And again, I think it's always going to be a work in progress um, because times change, things change, people change. So I think it's just always something that we're going to have to work on. And um, the more that I'm reading about company culture, that's really everything, right? People want to work for a place that's cool to work for. Um, even more than money, people will make less money. Some people are money motivated and driven. There's people in this office that could go make more money somewhere else, but are they going to be as fulfilled and are they going to like their job as much? I don't know. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, really trying to build that culture. So people like to work here. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Hey, we can, uh, jump straight into this week's intentions. Have you figured yours out yet? (laughs) Uh, you haven't hit him two weeks in a row, Steve. So I'm going to I'm gonna go back to let's do the daily 
let's do the daily gratitude because it's already been on my mind. And now I'm a second, I got a second reminder of it. Right, and so again, coming in next week, what, what, what are you, and uh, hold me, share? hold me accountable, man. And for everyone listening, this is not, again, this, this is just something that we're doing to really help us as individuals and myself as a leader and just, it's you're going to you're going to make mistakes and you're not going to do it sometimes but that's okay like you just got to make sure that you you know you keep trying mm-hmm. um so if you don't succeed within the first week don't quit just start over just keep keep trying that's what this is all about right so um define the odds that's that's what this is about so um hold me i mean i i need to what i'll do is I will, this is how you can hold me accountable. I will start posting one affirmation on my social media page a day um, for the gratitude, maybe even a gratitude. What do you mean too. by posting it? Like, is this a square? This is a story. You're just going to. Yeah, just post it on a story or say, something. Yeah. Today is going to be a great Which, day. I'm going to. Yeah, for those of you. Achieve a great workout. Yeah, whatever, whatever my morning gratitude or my affirmation is. All right. Um, so I will start posting, which is even more of a challenge because I don't, I'm not that big on social double media. Whammy. It's a double whammy. So now I'm having to post on social media and come up with this. So what I'm going to have to do is I'm going to have to put it on my calendar because that's part of the problem is if it's not on my calendar, I'm going to get sidetracked and then yeah, I forget. The same way. I yeah. So put I'll put it on my calendar and then that way I remember to do it. The real challenge is going to be weekends, um, which I'll have to figure out. Yeah. Cool. What about you? And uh, I know that you ordered food from Shane, so I know. Uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're. Monday, but you, well, I told him. I talked to him. I had the conversation. I said, hey. Yeah, but the order, he puts in the order today. So you're already ordered. Okay, cool. It's coming in Monday. Monday. Yeah. Yeah, good for you. Okay, what's your weekly and this week's intention? So last week's was not eating uh, fast food. Congratulations on that too. I, I think I just need do to continue. You, kind of. Do you, you know? feel better? Nah. No. No. Nah, Did man. you get that article I I sent you about reading or not reading about sleeping? When did you send it to me? Uh oh, you're not on social media, huh? I, I mean, sometimes I download it, look for a little bit, then I just delete it again. So I I sent you. It was on social media on Instagram. There was some. Well, I'm about to redownload it so I can hold you accountable, so I could uh, watch these stories. Yeah. Be thankful every for every day. Yeah. Even on the weekend, you might be. I'm thankful for my boat. Post a picture. Woo! On the boat. That, that <laughs> might happen Sunday, maybe. Um, yeah, so what's talk about the article? What was it? I mean, I'll, I'll read it. Right so it's just this. about sleeping and how important sleeping is, and it, not enough sleep. You, it, I mean, you, your your anti-cancer fighting stuff is compromised, and there's just yeah. You, we, we have to figure out how to get you more time to sleep. You so got sleep today, Steve. I, I woke up feeling great. Even if, even if you, like I understand you needing the second job, even if it's us working something out to where you come in later, like and I, I need. Work at like during, because obviously I have a night job. I mean, I can I, essentially work at night and get. Some tasks done. I need to get you, yes. So let's come up with something because I'm worried about you not sleeping enough just from a, you know, a personal level 
just yeah. all aspects. So look up that sleep is just so important, man. And with only getting three hours a day is like just so bad for you. That it's not every day. Yeah, but you don't you don't sleep enough. So if you have some ideas on how you could do some stuff, I don't. I just came to my head right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Well, just think about it. Yeah. Like think about let's let's figure out how we can get you. You know, a couple more days coming in late, so you can get a little bit more sleep. Cool, I'll definitely think about that. But yeah, back to my uh, affirmation for this week. I want to continue this health journey. Like you said, I got some meal preps coming in on uh, Monday, and my biggest thing is it's like portion control, man. Like I just, yeah, yeah. The, I just want to eat. Like today for lunch, I was like, all right, I'm gonna have one sit before I came to work. I was like, I'm gonna have one sandwich in a soup. I ate that one sandwich, and I was like, yeah. I'm just still hungry. You're not drinking enough water. That's one I, reason. Drinking. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's water. not. Cheers. Yeah. I mean. Cheers. But that's that's not enough. How many yeah. of those have you had today? I had a, this, I think this is going to be my third cup. I had a okay, one so cup, I'm, coffee, then I had another one, and then this is my. That's probably, my I'm probably one and a half like of those. Ounces, 16 ounce cup? 12? Yeah, this is, this, is a, this is a full liter, so I've probably drank. Almost twice as much water as you had. Okay, well, that's good. Yeah, I definitely. See, that's my biggest thing is portion control. And that's why I want to get these meal preps. Yeah. Because that's it gonna, helps. It's, it's going to, I don't have to worry about, even like when it comes to like, I told you guys, I don't know how to count calories. And you guys are like kind of making fun of me. <laughs> oh, it's on the box. But when you get a, a bag of chicken or you're eating some, you know, your girlfriend's mama's homemade food, like, I don't know. I'm, what am I going to yeah. ask her at? How many carbs is this? Well, you just, you just got to know what's in carbs and limit that stuff. And then like chicken, like I just get a chicken breast. Chicken's, like, chicken's do fine. Do I eat the fat, the whole chicken breast? Do I need to cut this up in quarters, thirds? No, you're chicken, you're fine. So so that's why I think por- what I'm going to work on this weekend, uh, this week. Yeah, next, well, that'll, that'll start next week. I mean, I started this weekend, going into the weekend. Okay. Especially I'm going on a sneaker con. I got a company paying that's, for my food. That's the hardest time. <laughs> So I'm gonna, I'm Traveling. gonna make sure, yeah. I'm gonna make sure like my portion. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna eat just to eat, just because you know. And I, I love eating. Like, I and do, just, especially you? going somewhere. And I'm going to Chicago. I'm gonna want a Chicago dog. I'm gonna. Yeah. Who are you talking pizza. to? Yeah. But oh, again, I so I, I think portion control is is really gonna be like my main, you know, theme for the week and what I'm gonna try to focus on, kind of moving forward. And hopefully th- this can be, you know, a. A reoccurring intention, you know, where I start really kind of just tar- starting maintenance. Halfway done it's with a, the year. It's a lifestyle. Yeah, like we're halfway done with the year. I've, uh, you know, I'm on track to a lot of goals. And, uh, you know, I've been hitting a lot of my goals. But the belly is still there. After yeah. weighing myself, I'm like bouncing. I was 195. Now I'm bouncing between like 185, 190, sometimes 192. So it's just like I, I want to get to 175. Like that would well, be a really good goal. If I could hit 175. And main like not just hit it and like once and be fucking skint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to maintain. You know, what I'm saying 175, and, and I think that's a healthy weight for just my body type and you know my build. So I, I think that if you continue doing what you're doing, and we can get you some more sleep, I don't see it being a problem at all. I mean, I honestly think that. What did you say? You weigh 190 ish. 190 ish. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't want to see the scale over 195. If I hits over yeah. 195, then like. I'm doing something wrong. You know what I'm saying? I'm eating more than once or overeating or doing something. So really trying to focus on my portion controls. Uh, and, and that's pretty much, yeah, going to be my intention for this week, going I, into this weekend and next week. What about fasting? Have you ever thought about fasting? Man, I just, 
I just need food. Well, we so this is a, before we end this. I'm gonna probably fast at some point. Well, so you're intermittent fasting. You've been doing that. Are you still doing that or not really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do it during the week because it's easy. At, on the weekend, and my daughter, I'm cooking breakfast every weekend. It's just, it's just not. That's I'm just. I know yeah, that's a challenge. Though. Yeah, I'm just not even gonna try because mm-hmm. it's just not possible. At work, it's it's easy because I'm in a routine and you know that. So, but. So that's easy, but I'm talking for a longer period of time. I'm talking a three day fast. So I, I've been, I was talking to a couple of of the guys um, in EO, and we were talking about fasting. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys goes for like five days, like no eating or just eating. No, at night? N- no eating, zero eating. I can't do that, man. I, I, like, you but how do you know? Sleep. You're talking about sleep. Like people say, oh, you get angry, you know, irate when you're you don't sleep. I get like that when I don't eat. No, I understand. Me I get too. Angry. So listen, <laughs> listen though. Let me finish. What they say is, and I've the longest I've gone is like thirty six hours for surgery, but what he says is, if you eat a big dinner one night, right? Yeah. And then you go the entire next day. The problem with you, which is going to be, which would be challenging, is you're not getting sleep. So it might not, you might not be able to do it until you actually sleep. Because he said, if you can go that whole day, not eat, once you go to sleep, he's like, the next day, no problem. Because your body's already getting used to not having that glucose and it starts burning fat. He's like, I burnt, he says, I, I lost two pounds a day. I did it for five days like that. And he's like, I felt awesome. That's why this body is so hard to believe. I don't know. No, no. I, 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 I might look into it definitely because, again, especially, you know, uh, once it gets closer to the end of the year, that's like crunch time where I need to be like, yo, if I really need to push in to overdrive, if I, what I'm doing right now isn't working. But I think, again, I'm trying to you get need sleep possible. Though. I'm trying to sleep. I sleep at night like this. Beca- because it gives you less time being awake and your mind's not hungry, right? Yeah. If The more you sleep, if you can sleep 10 hours of that time, you're not hungry when you're sleeping, so. Oh, that's what I did Saturday. I slept for the first time for 10 hours. Yeah. Got off work 6 in the morning. I didn't get home or wake up until, like, 4.30. Yeah, good for you, dude. It was beautiful. Yeah, good for you. <laughs> so, okay, cool, man. Well, uh, I think that you'll be able to hit your goal in four months. Yeah, that, that would be a beautiful thing. Again, my biggest, not just to hit it, I want to maintain it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's it's a lifestyle, be, that's dude. Be the it's a lifestyle, too. I want to maintain that weight. Uh, but I'm going to try it. Any last minute words before you bounce? No, just again, uh, if you've listened to this and you enjoy it, you find any value in it, you know, please share. Um, you can leave a comment. Sorry that I've been uh, bad about posting this on the audio version. Um, obviously these guys are doing it every Sunday, um, for YouTube. So if you want to check out a video, uh, video, yeah, check out our YouTube channel. Um, I am going to work on getting this to be a little bit more uh, appealing. So getting some sort of visuals going on here. Um, that way you, people aren't looking at, you know, two guys in a red shirt and a white wall. <laughs> there it is. That's going to do yeah. it for uh, two triple OGs. We about to bounce like them the double Ds. We out. Peace.